Welcome to another episode of the To Be Discussed podcast. I'm your host, Riley Payne, alongside my best friend and co-host, Adrian Hernan. We're so glad that you've uh, chosen to be with us for another wonderful episode. Now, last week we uh, talked about, you know, what is a date? And that was kind of Adrian's thing. He, he, he said, listen, we got to get this off our chest, get that out there. So, so I said, let's do it. Let's make a show. Um, but today... It's kind of my turn. Uh, I've got an issue that uh, I've been thinking about mulling over, studying on, praying on, talking about. And so I thought, hey, let's do a show on it. And that's going to be the importance of church attendance. Uh, Why? I mean, you know, is this some antiquated thing or is it something that is pertinent to today? And I would even say something that is uh, a must. You know, something that we've got to do. And and so, I want to kind of dig in on that. Uh, I'll let you kind of give some prefatory comments there, and then, and then I'm going to kind of introduce everything. Well, it is an important topic, I believe, in today's society especially. Uh, it's not something that's talked about a lot. It's kind of, you know, skipped over, you know, the importance of going to church. And... A lot of people will say, well, I don't need church in order to have a relationship with God. Well, that's not true. God is very relational. It's other than just the, uh, the I believe, other than just the preaching and teaching part of it, there's also the fellowship part mm-hmm. of it um, that you get around your, you know, for your church family and around your church family and things like that. And so uh, today's topic is very important, um, especially for you. Because you know you're a co-pastor, and so it's very it's very important that your congregation and then other people, especially Christians, know that hey, you know these are the reasons why it's important that we gather as a church family. Why it's important to be consistent and uh, have a very very uh, stable and um, what's the word I'm looking for a church home that preaches the gospel. You no, know, not just a word that's uh, going to make you feel good. Uh, I believe the pastor YPJ said that um, the gospel takes time. True kingdom, the true kingdom gospel, takes time to digest. Mm-hmm. And a lot of sermons that we're hearing now in some churches are, you know, the quick, uh, itchy ear sermons that makes you feel good, that makes you feel entitled. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real gospel. Uh, it takes time to digest. It takes time to chew on and uh, get you know <clears throat> get to you. And so, if that's going to happen, we're going to need more church services. We we have to go to church. We have to be there. We have to be present in order for that to happen. And so, um, that's just my belief in in and. You know, I, I like you, we all know I grew up in church, um, but I didn't really get into church until I was a little bit older. I say around high school, and as I've gotten older, I've realized the importance of it. It's not just the, uh, about going and see people. I love I love people, but it's also about you know spiritual growth. It also should teach you how to uh, you know, uh, about your spiritual walk outside of church. You know, uh, but be there and be present. Well, and, and so before we kind of dive into, you know, why that's so important, I, I want to start out by talking about how did we get to this point. So if you read statistics from anywhere, 
uh, and I could quote statistic after statistic uh, on this, but but church attendance is down. Yes. Uh, and I'm not even just talking about pre-COVID, post-COVID. I'm talking about from from 20 years ago. I, I'm talking about in general. Church attendance has been on a a residual and steady decline. How did we get here? Uh, you know that that's the question that I'll, I'll often uh, wrestle with. Um, why? You know, is it that? The church uh, is no longer needed? Absolutely not. Is it that, as some say, you know, the church is some antiquated uh, thing? Absolutely not. So we have to ask, how did we get here? Uh, and, and I want to introduce just a few thoughts for us to consider. Uh, And take time for God. That's hmm. just a sad thing to yeah. me. Um, another thing is, uh, look at it from a different point of view. To the other side of it, the church of, you know, it hasn't been as involved in community oh, as absolutely. it used to be. That was my second. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you you went ahead with that because yeah. that was going to be my second. Yeah. We cowered down to that. Yeah. Um. But, you know, you, you make a very good point is people haven't, they've built their, they haven't built their schedule around church, they built the church around their schedule. Um, or, and, and, a lot of it, you know, we get it today, you know, you, everything moves fast. You know, you, if you get off work, you gotta go, you, you gotta pick the kids up, you gotta make sure the kids are fit, you gotta make sure, all this stuff is going on, um. But, but that's almost not an excuse because most churches don't. I mean, even on Wednesday night, so we start at six thirty, mm-hmm. um, and so that's enough time. You know, you're off of work. You the kids, uh, if you get the kids fed even before the even before or after, um, that's not an excuse. You mean it's enough time? But I, I think people have become conditioned to. Just saying, okay, well, I can do this where I'm at, you know, at home, or um, I can watch this video or this preacher on TV, and you know, that's my church. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, but as I said before, that's not the case, uh, you know, because the Bible teaches on that, you know, how we should go about things and how we, uh, it, you know, regarding the church and church family and and our, and our fellow brother uh, brothers and sisters uh, in this Christian walk a, a lot of the times we ignore that and sometimes it could be 
Because some people don't know how to respond or react around other people. Mm-hmm. So it could, it could be another one. You know, I'd rather, you know, or say, okay, I'm just going to stay at home. I don't feel comfortable around all these people. Uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to react. And so it's just better if I just stay home. It'd be better if, you know, they don't ever, you know, they won't notice I'm not there. Mm-hmm. I'll just stay home and, you know, maybe show up on every other Sunday and just live like that. But you won't ever get better. You won't ever get out of that 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 shell, per se, until you start to show up more. Right. Still, until you start to get involved. Um, one of the things that I learned is uh, you start to do things before you're ready. Uh, because a lot of a lot of times we will say, "Well, I'm not ready yet to uh, to start going to church, or I'm not ready to step out on faith yet. I'm not ready to do X, Y, and Z just yet." Well, truth is, you'll never be ready, truly ready, or fully ready. Um, I do believe in you know, God's timing, but sometimes it's most of the time we have to step step out on faith. And a lot of times when we step on out on faith, we're not necessarily fully fully ready. That's the point of stepping out on faith. We step out before we're ready. We do things before we're ready. But when we do that, we're building discipline, and we're di- uh, we're we're building um, we're building that growth. We're growing when we build discipline. You know, it's saying whether or not okay, I don't even though when I don't feel like it, I'm going to do it anyways because. Mm-hmm. Then that's when we're creating a healthy habit. Right. You know, it's creating a healthy habit. I'm going to go to church even though I don't feel like it. Um, even though I don't feel like being around people, even though my I'm carrying a lot of baggage right now. But I don't feel like it. I don't want to go, but I'm going to go anyways. And it, for me personally, when I've had days like that, that turned out to be exactly where I need it to be. Oh yeah, you get there and things start just falling yeah. into place, and God starts working. Exactly, and so we miss out. You know, the peace that we forfeit is when we don't, you know, go into God's house, and when we don't get around God's people, we forfeit that peace that it brings. And so we have to be mindful of it. And I think a lot of nowadays, a lot of people aren't mindful of that. Oh, not at all. Now there was a, a couple of things that you mentioned. And the first one that you mentioned that I wanted to touch on was the busyness part of it. Mm-hmm. We, yes, we lived in a fast-paced society, but I argue and maintain that a lot of our busyness is manufactured. Hmm. It is self-manufactured. That's interesting to say right there. Self-manufactured. Yeah. Oh, you got to... Gotta... We create busyness because we want an excuse not to do important things. Wow, wow. Ooh. That's a punch in the gut. <laughs> That's a punch in the gut. Uh, and, 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 you know, if we wanted to get serious mm-hmm. about kingdom things, we could. Yeah. If we wanted to take time to get serious about eternal things, we could. If, 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 we, if we really wanted to practice what we preach, we could. Mm-hmm. But instead, what we say is, you know what? I'll go do my time Sunday morning. And I'll create something on Sunday afternoon so I have to go back on Sunday night. Mm. And I'll create something on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday so I have to worry about going to 
yeah. soul winning night or Bible study night or men's group night or what man you hit a nerve you that that gets personal because a lot of people even I have done that I'm guilty of doing that um even could have done it last night you know because mm-hmm. I you know uh we went around to the campuses uh school campuses and prayed mm-hmm. and uh we traveled over to to Gilmer you know next town over uh, to do the same for our students that go go to school there. Mm-hmm. But what I was gonna do, I was gonna, you know, I was like, I don't feel, like I don't want to go. Uh, I had planned something with somebody else, uh, and I was planning to cook. I was like, but God was talking to me. He was like, well, what's more important? Mm. You know. <laughs> so, um, what's more important? And we do, we do, we do. I mean, it's, it, we're honest and truthful for, for, uh, with ourselves. We do plan. Certain things, even if they're not important, to be able to say, uh, "Well, I can't do that. I got to do this instead." It's not important, but we make it important on our own terms, yes. so that way we don't have to do it. But you're right. Um, this is like in the mornings when I wake up. You know, sometimes I don't feel like it. Uh, spending time with God, getting in His Word. You know what He has for me, uh, and just talking to Him. Um, that's a discipline thing for me uh, because. I, uh, I'm not really quite used to doing that, but now that I've do it, done it, it's become like um, it's a growth thing. I realize, okay, regardless how much time I, I spend with God, I need some time with God, right? Because uh, there's some things even in the morning that I got to get off my chest, off my mind, and I need God's presence just to um, be able to settle, you know, my my spirit, and I need something from Him, but. You're right, man. We we a lot of times the things that we plan is self-manufactured. It's not necessarily that we have to do it, or that it's important and it's urgent, but it's an ex it's a made-up excuse. And, and um, Pastor um, Cedric Dinkins said, and I remember this. He said an excuse is a demonic force uh, in order. To, to not do you know, what we need to do. It's when we make excuses about uh, about things. It's 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 not because it's good or that it's necessary. Uh, rather, it's because there's something tugging on us, pulling on us. That's not going to. That's not really helping us. But it's something tugging and pulling on us, saying, "Well, and instead of doing what's important." Let's line up something else and do something different that'll rather distract you away from doing what you should be doing. And he says more. It's like a demonic presence uh, that's pulling on us. It's, it, that's what excuses are. And so we have to get in the the habit of not making excuses uh, of not going to church. And today there's a lot of excuses, and a lot of them are built off or. People would say because it's because of the church they don't go to church, but I don't believe that. I don't fully believe that. Well, and that was the next thing, so I'm going to piggyback off that. Okay. You know, another excuse uh, that people give for not going to church is, "Well, like this happened to me, and that happened to me." It's like become a hip thing to have to deconstruct from the church. Yeah. That's baloney. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like, somebody might listen to this and go, "Whoa, he, he's a." Fit. I don't care. That's hogwash. I, it's like it, it's it's other things like it's hip now you know to be 
uh, oppressed in some way, and it's hit to be, you know, hurt and traumatized, and it's, whoa, time out. Like, don't take away from the people who have faced true oppression or true trauma or true, but but we have, and so because, oh, that's cool. So yeah. let me make a TikTok video about it. And all, I, I got to deconstruct from the tr- hashtag deconstructing, hashtag never going back, hashtag, you know. Yeah. And, and, and they tell you all these stories, and I'm like, who jacked with you? Because <laughs> that, you know, I'm not saying that there wasn't something said or something done that maybe shouldn't have happened, but I am saying that, that the amount of people that use that as an excuse, that's baloney. No. A lot of the times, it's their own uh, convictions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they will gaslight and deflect it onto other people and other reasons rather than dealing with it. You know? Oh yeah. Um but it like you said, it's it's a fad nowadays to be those things, traumatized and uh hurt and you know, what they call church hurt. Yeah. Uh a lot of times, man, that's not the case. I know what church hurt is, but that doesn't mean that you just stop going. That doesn't mean I get you get hurt, and there's sometimes God will lead you away from that church for a specific reason for you to find a better church home. Yeah, where people start getting in the way of what God's trying to do through a church. Absolutely. Right. But if it's for a case, oh, they they said something that I don't like, or um, they did something that I, I don't like, or they didn't do what I thought was best, well, it's not about you. And a lot of times people would say I don't go to church because uh, they don't do something the way I want them to do it or uh, when I go there uh, some people are looking at me funny okay and I'll tell them you know it's not about them it's not about you per se it's about God you should never go to church with it with the thought in mind that well so and so is going to be there and they may uh, be, they may look at me funny or have something to say that I ain't gonna like it or um, I know today's gonna be a day where they're gonna do something that I don't agree with listen you gotta throw them keep them thoughts outside of the church house once you walk into God's presence that doesn't matter anymore it shouldn't matter anymore and a lot of the times it's not just that it's like I said before it's your own convictions the, and if you get convicted in church, that's exactly what needs to happen. Absolutely. You know, it's exactly what needs... It's not a bad thing. It's actually good that you, you feel convicted. That means that you have some sort of spiritual life mm-hmm. in you. And so, when you get convicted, now, okay, now you're faced... It's just you and God. It's not you, the pastor, and everybody else. That's you and God. Now you have something to work out with God. And God is telling you you need to get it right. But don't throw it off on the church because... The pastor preached a message that deeply convicted you. Rather, once you figured out what it is that you need to get done, you need to go probably shake the pastor's hand and say, hey, you preached a good message. I needed that message. Absolutely. Thank you. Know, you. you know, yeah. Being somebody who's in tune with the Holy Spirit, who's into the Word of God and not afraid to preach the truth. Yes. But don't use that as an excuse and walk out of the church and leave the church because that's going to hurt you more than it ever will help you. And most of the time, it never will help you because you're gonna, you're still gonna be hit with those convictions. God can reach you anywhere. God can reach you through a television, convict you through a message on TV. But that's just how God. That's who God is. That you can't run from God. So leaving the church doesn't mean you're getting away from God. You're just leaving that church house. Mm-hmm. 
don't ever stop going to church because of that reason. Don't ever stop going to church because uh, you, you feel like the pastor preached a message that was aimed at towards you. No. If it's a, he's a true pastor and he's following the leadership of the Holy Spirit and he's under God's uh, hand and he's, he's in God's hand, he's going to preach what needs to be preached and what God deems to be the truth and what is the truth. You can't get mad at that. You can get, you may get upset, but at the end of the day, your problems aren't with the pastor or the church. Yeah, your you can say take it. Yeah, and like some people, some preachers say, you need. It, it, hey, don't get mad at me. You know, take it up with you. You really mad at God? You yeah. Know, take it up with God. But you, that's never a reason to leave the church. I, I don't get why people do that. You know, I, I get that. You know, there's there is church hurt. Um, there is there are disagreements, but never I don't I don't think it's valid to leave the church unless it's something that goes against it's going something that's going against God and the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know that for me those are the only two two reasons. If it's going against God and it's going against the Bible, and they're willfully doing it, then. It may be time for you to get up out of there. Yeah, and, and and you know that's a whole different we're you know yeah conversation. Um, the other thing, and this will be kind of the final excuse I want to cover before we kind of jump into some other things on this discussion about why it's so important. But um, you mentioned you know something. Oh, I'll just stay at home and I'll watch it on TV, YouTube yeah. or TV or whatever. Now, don't get me wrong, there's some good sermons I listen to in my truck sometimes, certain preachers from from days gone by or, or that I can't get to in person. I like to hear them and hear their thoughts. Yeah. But there's nothing, nothing, nothing that beats sitting in person under the man of God as he proclaims God's word. Nothing yeah. can... Uh, God's got something specific when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Um... And I know of you because you you've witnessed it, and and I have too. On Sunday mornings, you know, um, sitting under you know Pastor you know Greg Greg Miller, uh, you know him as Dad, yeah, and I do too. But y'all know are gonna know him as Pastor Greg Miller. But anyways, uh, Sunday mornings, man, he may get to going, he preaching, he may hit and say something very specific mm-hmm. that hits. You know, dead on our knees, or what we needed to hear, and it's different because when he, you know, is said, you, well, I, I would sit there, and that's a reflecting moment for me, mm-hmm. because I know God's in that place. I know His presence is there. That's a reflecting moment. I get to, ref- I get to reflect and chew on what was said, and that's when God speaks to me. You know, and. I understand what's going on in church, and this is just a little, you know, put this in here. I understand what's going on. You know, there's been people coming to church and shoot up churches. But church for me is a safe place, mm-hmm. you know. And so I feel safe with meeting uh, meeting God there and God dealing with me during those sermons. But you're right. There is nothing like sitting under a pastor in that presence and, and something hits you directly, you know. And it's exactly what you needed to hear. And it's a reason if you know you wake up on Sunday mornings 
and, and you and there's something in your spirit is either tugging you to or there's something trying to tug you away from going to church but there's sometimes where you just you know where I just wake up and I'm like man I'm, I'm ready to go to church you know because I need a word I need to be in the presence of God I need to be in the presence of, of my church family and like you said it's a different energy it's a different atmosphere rather than just sitting at home and listening to a sermon off of your phone or uh, on TV that was what's so hard about the pandemic was the zoom calls because mm-hmm. I wanted to be there yeah you know and so yes it is a different it's a different energy uh, atmosphere and it's just it's just different and I can't explain it I can explain my um, my experiences but I would heavily heavily uh, you know tell you like hey go to church be there absolutely that's like Sunday night so Sunday afternoon after church me and my wife Haley were talking about some things that you know for our future and, and I you know was kind of uneasy on some things I said I just don't know and, and I'll be dead gun we got in the truck and we went back to church that night to hear Brother David Jackson, who I'm now serving as associate co-pastor with, and, and uh, he said, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hmm. He said, I'm, tonight I'm going to preach on why faith is so important if you're going to have a true walk with the Lord. And my wife looked at me, I sit on the platform, of course, with him, and and I kind of looked over and my wife was looking at me and her eyes got big as saucers. It was like he listened in on our conversation. Man. He preached right to us. Yeah. You know? And it was a wonderful, excellent message. I mean, hit to the point. Got got it. The, but but that wouldn't have happened if I just said, oh, let's look up something on YouTube and listen to this guy. Right. No, God had something specific through Brother David that he wants us to hear and, and that happens when we attend uh, church which kind of leads me into reasons why we ought to attend church Okay. Uh, so we kind of cover the excuses now understand when I'm talking about consistent constant um, faithful church attendance I personally define it this way I'm talking about a Sunday morning service, a Sunday night service, and a Wednesday night service, at the least. Mm-hmm. If you have a men's group, you ought to be, and you're a man, you ought to be in the men's group. If you're a women's group, you got a, uh, or if you've got a women's group, you're a woman, you ought to be in the women's group, if they have that. And you say, well, I've got stuff to do on Mondays or Tuesdays. Rearrange your schedule. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it just is what it is. I can't. Yes, you can Anything that is in your schedule, okay, is in your schedule because you choose to let it be. Yeah. Even your job, by the way. Yeah. You chose that job. Yeah. Like. Well, and it's just, man. <laughs> the, like you, like we stated this earlier, the reasons that we put in place is that we put them in place. To we, begin ch- with. we choose that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily it has to be. It but. kills me when they. Oh, I'm so busy. Well, you choose to be yeah. like you. But when you okay, so when you break down the time, time frame of church, you're at least what hour or two. Hour or two. Hour or two. Oh, and by the way, this is a side note to that. Get if your pastor preaches for forty five minutes or an hour and God's leading you to do, let him get yeah. off of him. Quit. Get out of this. <laughs> dumb, 
Whoever got the construct, oh, we gotta be up by 12, or oh, we gotta be up by 7, or oh, we gotta. What? As long as the spirit's moving, who cares? Yes. Listen, and you would know. Now, okay, I will say that it's different if it's rambling for an hour, 45 minutes. Oh, Lord, we've all heard preachers that chased rabbits without a gun (laughs) and didn't catch one of them. Yeah. Well, that's different, but if the pastor is preaching and you know the spirits in there and uh, and the spirits preaching through him, shut up, sit down, yeah, and listen. That's different. Enjoy. I've enjoyed some good oh, forty-five yeah. minutes to an hour preaching. Hey, there's been times like, oh, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to hear more. That was like well Sunday morning, brother David was preaching. He looked at me, said, "Okay, I've only got a few." I said, "No, brother, keep preaching." He <laughs> preached another fifteen minutes. Those yeah. people might want to kill him, but he. he but preached. you gotta, you got to let the spirit work. You have to let the spirit. Do what it has to do in that moment. You never know who's in that service. Exactly. Who, who how God's going to use that. Yeah. So anyway, that's a little side yeah. side note. But <laughs> the reasons are the reasons that we make. Exactly. Most of the time. Yeah, but that we we put things in try. Oh, I got to no. Yeah. Okay. So so why is it so important? Why do I put an emphasis? And 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 I'll uh, add this to it too. I had planned to, but so I got to send you. Uh, we talked about this the other day. We kind of I mentioned it in the truck earlier. So everybody has this argument against Sunday night church. Well, why do we have it? It wasn't in the Bible, you know. And I was telling you, used to they had church in Bible times all day long. Mm-hmm. You didn't go and then leave. Like the Bible's very clear when Ezra. It says Ezra stood up to preach, and it says that when they brought him the book of the law, the people stood for hours. And listen to this man. We we find in the New Testament a book of Acts, and, and I'm going to mention the book of Acts several times here. But the book of Acts, uh, there was a preacher, and I, I wish I could remember. Uh, I believe it was Peter. Yeah, Peter was preaching, and Peter preached till midnight. The Bible says, and people stayed and they listened. They didn't complain. Oh well, time to go. Let's load up and go. So, the point I'm making is, okay, we don't go to church all day long. So, what do we do? We have a Sunday morning service and we have a Sunday night. And what we're trying to do is encourage you to make that whole day about God and get as much Bible in as you can. Because it's simple math, folks. It is simple math. You probably spend a total of two, three, four, five hours at the most a week in church. Some sort of a church gathering or service. You spend 40 hours a week in the world. Period. At least. Yeah. Simple math. We need more Bible, not less Bible. So, um, I've mentioned this mentioned this to you a couple of times. Is uh, There's been times where I've been at church and I didn't want to leave. And all the people, oh, yeah. we didn't want to leave. Now, that's true church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when you mention you know, the hours, them saying, oh, I was remember. Oh, we gotta also remember when Jesus preached the sermon on the mount. That wasn't a quick sermon. No, it's, it. I don't. I wouldn't believe that it was a quick hour. We talking about three chapters worth of Jesus preaching. Yeah, and he covered these things. Yes. and they sat and listened. Yes, and so you back then that was the usual. So a good in order for us to be able to somewhat rep, uh, have a replica of, of that we have to have you know there has to be some kind of Sunday uh, morning service uh, morning service is usually Sunday school mm-hmm. right 
And then your afternoon, that's the main service. That's the worship, main worship service. And then after that, you may have a Sunday night service. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you give that around. Like you said, you give that around of how that's how it used to be. Mm-hmm. And you have your time in between to go and do what needs to be done, you know, after the 11 o'clock service. You can eat lunch, take yeah. a nap, watch a little bit of a football game, get yeah. loaded back up, go back to church. Right. So so why is this so important now that we've kind of defined the parameters mm-hmm. of what we're talking about here? Why is it so important? And I've, I've pulled from several scriptures here, and I'm just going to kind of name them off. Uh, you can go back and read these. Um, that way it's not, you know, obviously this isn't a Bible study type thing, but I'm going to back up some of my points. Um... So why is it so important? Uh, The first point I want to make on that and kind of discuss here is that it's important because that's where we come together and and the Bible says in Hebrews 10, uh, 23 through 25 that we are to provoke one another unto love and good works. It says, forsaking not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some ends. Yeah. So this is church is a place where we can come right and we can provoke each other to love and good works we can push each other um, to being who God has called us to be because I guarantee you in the secular world that's not going to happen no not at all just not because they're going to want to you're going to have a boss that's going to want you to put your job before everything and then yeah. that's going to cause you to want to put money before everything and you're going to see people who want you to believe that you have to have a certain sort of uh, uh, financial and social status in order to be successful so that's what you're hearing but when you go to church it's different now the focus has shifted now it's about me provoking or pushing you to be who God wants you to be right and um just to piggyback off that, you know, that's why I feel the most inspired to be who God called me to be, mm-hmm. um, and who God wants me to be. Even pushed, you know, being around people, being around your friends at church, you know, you know I want to be there for those. I want to be the best I can be for those guys and for those people. I don't, you know, I don't want to leave any room for any slack. Uh, so it should push you. It's supposed to push you. That's the place for it. And um, just like here recently, I I, I told uh, some of the guys at church, like Lewis and Billy and them, I said, hey, you know, I want to you know get together and have you know fellowship, like the fellas, just us getting together, we maybe just playing, you know, spending time together and you know talking about some everyday things and kind of you know, okay, what does the Bible say about it? Um, how can we get through it? Help build each other up. You know, so that when we do go out there, and we're out there in the world, um, when we're not together, we'll know. We just like, hey, I got a group of brothers, or a group of people who are praying with me, who are working with me, to be the best that I can be, right now in this situation. Even though they're not here with me, I know that I have power through God. That through God and with them, that I can face this day. Mm-hmm. I can walk and through this day and be sure of some things. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and I liken it to this because I like what you said there. You know, I've got somebody who's sharpening me. You know, the Bible talks about as iron sharpens iron, yes, so, man, yes. so one man sharpens another. But I'll, I'll, I'll liken it this way, okay? Um, when somebody is wanting to become fit, okay, mm-hmm. 
They spend a lot of time at the gym. They spend a lot of time around people who teach them how to be fit, whether it be a personal trainer or whatever the case, or a general trainer. But they spend time around people who show them and push them and, and all of those things. Uh, when an athlete uh, is wanting to be a superb athlete, our football team's getting ready to play uh, Chapel Hill in a scrimmage tomorrow, okay? Well, to get ready for that, they've spent time at practice around other athletes and under coaches who are pushing them to be the best them that they can be. Right. You know, not everybody's going around four four forty, but you can be the best Jimmy and Joe <laughs> that you can be. <laughs> yeah. uh, but to do that, you've got to spend time at practice. you got to put in the work. Our spiritual life is no different. Yeah. And so... What, what the writer of Hebrews, who I believe to be Paul, by the way, and that's a whole other thing that you can dig into, uh, but what the writer of Hebrews is telling us is, listen, if you want to be who God is calling you, has saved you, called you, and is molding you to be, get in church. Get around people who are going to push you, who are going to make you better. Right, right. Uh, you, and, and, that, and a big part of that, too, is I'll, I'll say this is getting around people who are more spiritually mature than you are. You always want to be chasing something. Yeah. You want to get to that next level, and then once you get there, you want to find somebody who's above you and chase that, and and so forth and so on. Yeah. It would be easy. You know, I've been preaching for almost a decade now, and I've I, you know, uh, well. Uh, probably on my way to a thousand servants at this point. It'd be easy for me to say, oh, well, I'll just be the guy, you know. Yeah. But I like hanging around people who've preached longer than I have, who've pastored longer than I, that they can teach me and push me, but I don't get that if I don't go to church. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, at least, and I believe that, you know, this idea of, I mean, this just popped into, you know, my, my mind is when you do that, it forces you something out of you that's been in you like something that God is placing that that gift that God has placed in you now that you're around people that's pushing you it that pushes them doing that pushes that gift out of you mm-hmm. it pushes you to use that gift yes and then when you use that gift that's when you find out okay now I can see where God is leading me now I can see where God is where God is wanting me to be because I am starting to use that gift, and that gift is starting to be pushed out of me, uh, it gives you a sense of direction. Mm-hmm. And so it is important, you know, that's where that pushing happens. Um, because God can work on us at any time, anywhere, but most of the times, when He wants wants to use us, and wants us to be able to use what He's given us and show us, it's going to be around His people. Yes. Because God, God molds us personally and He molds us corporately. Yeah. And so, yes, it, and you mentioned your quiet time. That, that's important. Yeah. Uh, because that's where God deals with us personally. But then He's going to use the corporate body of Christ, the church, to mold us also. Right. Because we have to have that. Right. Uh, okay, so the, the second reason uh, that, that we need to be sure and consistently and faithfully attend church is because we're an important part of that body and uh, and you can can read all this passage in 1 Corinthians 12 12 through 27 you know Paul says listen you're a part of the body and in other words you know the hand can't say I don't need the foot and the mouth can't say I don't need the eyes and, and he goes on like that 
and, and I've used that illustration before, you know, uh, I never looked at one of my body parts and said, you know what, I, I think I'm okay with losing you. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Like, I don't think that way, you know. Yeah. Um, but sometimes that's how we feel about, tr- like, okay, I can miss and it's not hurting anything. Well, you're a part of one part of that body, whether you're part of the feet, the hands, the mouth, the ears, the eyes, the, the brain, and whatever, you're a part of that. Mm-hmm. So you can't just skip and go, uh-uh, it's not going to matter. Yeah, you know, I never fully realized that, and this is the funniest thing. I never fully realized that until I hurt my knee. Oh yeah, when I, <laughs> you were there. Oh yeah. Um, when I hurt my knee, I realized how important my knee was. How you know, as far yeah. as balance, as far as getting around, and being able to just to do normal things. It's the same with the body of Christ, like you said. The, we can't say that the hand doesn't. Okay, hand doesn't need the foot. The, the eyes doesn't need the brain. We can't say that because we do. Whatever, especially the brain, because whatever we tell our mind to do, our body will follow suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking about that a couple of days ago is, you know, get ready to sneeze. If you get ready to sneeze, you tell your brain, tell your mind, don't sneeze. And you consistently do that, you're not going to sneeze. Your body is going to follow suit. That's how powerful the mind is. Now, it's different if you break something. Because that's out of your control. Um, but where you're hurt, say you, you break your leg. Say you break your right leg. And you can't get around as much. Your left leg then becomes stronger. It picks up the slack mm-hmm. of where what the right leg can't do. Now the left leg say, I got it. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm picking up the slack of where, where you can't do or where you're weak. You know, I'm going to be strong. That's how the body of Christ works. You know, we can't say that we don't need each other because we we need each other daily. Um, even if we don't see each other daily, we should be praying for each other daily. Uh, now I'm not saying, some people may, you know, go name by name. But if you say, Lord, just be of my church family. Mm-hmm. The Lord knows who they are. Yeah. And so... It's I, not like, all right, all right, it's Bob Pearl. <laughs> yeah, he's not looking over Jesus and he know who so say. Who, <laughs> Can you pull up that church's directory? Yeah. I need to see. No, but he knows who exactly is. He knows their specific need and and uh, what he needs to do. And he's going to see fit that he does it. Um, but we need each other. We need each other daily. We can't go, you know, without each other. That's how the body of Christ works. That's how God intends for it to work and because I believe that God is a relational God you know mm-hmm. he works around relationships absolutely and so with those relationships and our relationship with him it's only right that we are around each other and that we are building off each other and we're supporting each other and, and we realize that we're a functioning part right we yes. play a part it's in it, it, it's essential now, understand, you know, the, the church isn't about us. It's about Christ. Exactly, yeah. But Christ, God has chosen to use us yeah. as instruments. Oh. And therefore, our faithful, consistent attendance is necessary for everything to work. Yeah. Uh, that, then the last thing, and we've kind of touched on this at various times, but I want to hit it heavy for just a moment, um, is the fellowship part of it. So in Acts chapter 2, this is another argument I have for why we should have more than one service a week. Bible's kind of clear to me 
But they went house to house, and they had some sort of a church-type thing every day. But in Acts chapter 2, it gets real specific. It says that they went, they came together, they broke bread together, they spent time in prayer, they spent time in God's work together in community, not just in the corporate meeting, uh, but in that time of being at each other's houses, fellowshipping with one another. Yeah. And uh, there's one uh, there's a text in Scripture where it says, you know, they sold everything they had, mm-hmm. and there was not one person that went without went without need. You know? Yep. Not one. They sacrificed for you. Yeah. So, man, fellowship. I, this, I, I touch on fellowship a lot because I love it. Um, it's just like I, I told you, uh, just said a few minutes ago, is, you know, putting together uh, a fellowship deal with the guys at the church. Um, and these guys are generally younger than I am, but, um, so mature, you know. Oh, yeah. So mature. Uh, and so, you know, I feel the need, you know, we need to be around each other. We need to, their gifts and everything that, what they have has to be brought out and, um, as well as minds so part of that is fellowship and when we fellowship it's just man you 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 get to get in on that that peace that joy that good laugh that you ain't been able to have all day mm-hmm. um, that love man the genuine love that's there um, and just be around family that's where that family when you hear people talk about church family, that's why. That's where it comes from. It's from fellowship. We just don't show up. And well, and if you sh- and if you're you know saved, you know through baptism and through the blood of Christ, we are family. We're all family. But genuinely, you get to say that when you spend time with family. There's a saying going around. You know, you, we don't pick our family. And there's some friends that are closer than family. You know. Well, that doesn't happen unless you spend time with those people. You don't get. You don't just go to a stranger's house, uh, and just say, "Oh, this is my family." You know that doesn't happen without relationship. Um, you spend time with people. You get to know people, and you become somewhat in a in a in a kind of way plugged into those people's lives, and that's where that family comes from. That family term. It's not just something that happens overnight. But it is some churches and there's some people that you can walk in, you know, walk into a church and you can feel that that mm-hmm. you know, that atmosphere is there. That, yeah, that family. And, and also I wanna when we're talking on that, it's not an excluding family. It's like the kind that hey, we want you to be a part of it. Yeah. Because sometimes that's where it morphs into what begins as a family and fellowship turns into a clique. Right, and if you don't fit into their thought processes and the way that they act, then it becomes where people walk in and they, okay, this is a decent church, but I don't feel a part of the group. Right, and um, that okay, that could be another reason why people don't go the, the church yeah. clicks. But you're right, it's it's that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about no matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been, or where you come from, you just know. When you, I don't care. You walk into a church, you will know. You will see it for one. You will see it, um, and it's just a welcoming, you know, welcome you in and include you in the conversation. Hey, you want to go? Hey, we're about to go do this. You want to come with us? Mm-hmm. 
even if you know I've been a part, you know, even even when I didn't have money or it is cool, I got you. Yeah. Because yeah, we just genuinely want you to be a part. That's where that comes from. It's through that fellowship, that true fellowship. And I don't believe God would ex- have, would have that wouldn't have ever been in the Bible if God didn't want that to be an important part of this Christian. That's a place to where he provides our every need. We can a need can be met in the presence of, of the people of God, the presence of God through fellowship. And, and just being a part of that family. Yeah. Uh, that we call the church. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this talk. Uh, yeah. I, I know that we have, and and I hope that you walk away going, you know what? I'll go to church. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to church this Sunday. Uh, you know, wherever that is, and and. Uh, you know, they have Sunday school, go. They have Sunday morning, go. If they have Sunday night, go. You know, yeah. Wednesday night, go. If they have men's group, women's group, go. You know, be a part as often as you can. Yeah. Uh, as often as they give you an opportunity, uh, be a part of the fellowship and, and be a part of uh, digging into God's Word, hearing it preached, hearing it taught, sharing it with others through soul winning and, and, and things of that nature. Go and be a part of church because it is of the utmost importance. Yes. It, it just really, it, it's vital. I it's agree. really, 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 really vital. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the To Be Discussed podcast. Join us next uh, Friday uh, for another topic, another discussion as we dive in and talk about those things that need to be discussed. I'm Riley Pate. He's Adrian Herndon. God bless.